Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. subject okay brother duncan i'll be able to do your show tonight i don't my zoom mean this tomorrow i thought it was today because tomorrow's the 21st oh. i thought today was the 21st so i'll be on the show with you all night you know well till nine to your show up but i still want you to like look pay attention to your text messages so i can let you know who on okay Okay, so it started the recording. So uh, I started. You hear me, brother? I mean, brother uh, Duncan. Yeah, I hear you. You hear me? You hear me? Oh, she don't hear me, everybody. Oh. Maybe I go to. Brother Duncan. You hear me? Do you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you now I didn't hear you at first. So I'll be on the show with you all uh, night. I, 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 my meeting is actually tomorrow. I thought it was today. Okay. So, so uh, yeah. anyway, uh, I started recording. So I got it on my phone number. So when you send the text messages, it's going to come to my phone number, right? Right. Okay. All right. Uh, this is this is vision, sight, and purpose, speaking truth to power and developing ideas to change. Today, sponsored by POET Radio, people of extraordinary talent, we are speaking on Black Americans captured to a land of European takeover in a immigrant country. What? or are the effects still on black Americans? So dealing with this subject, we're trying to understand if the fact that we in this immigrant country where everyone that came to this country or traveled to this country from the Eastern hemisphere to this American United States of America as it's labeled now, this land that was already occupied, which they call the indigenous people, the American Indians, which also there were people of color or black people here already before the European settlers pioneered or pilgrimed 
as they call themselves, this United States of America, and saw a land of resources and culture and of crops and life-giving soil to inhabit and to basically steal for the benefit of their gain over someone else's land that lived in respect of the land, respect lived in respect of God's provision in the land, and basically plummeted the civilization or the cultures of the people that was already here and took us captive from our native land and brought us over here. And then in the development of opportunity and capitalistic gain and European uh, prosperity or discovery of, of, a, of, a, of a land of blessing and prosperity to inhabit, uh, they decided that, hey, you know, we're going to come in one way needing the help of those that's already here, came here, they couldn't even come here and survive naturally, came with sicknesses and diseases that needed those who was already here to give them a means of surviving through their land of, of, of uh, inhabitation to this land in which they decided to dwell in, to gain strength and be healthy of I don't understand all the different diseases some of them were smallpox and other things that happened I know it's hopefully people that's coming on the land on the phone on the conference call that may understand it better and know more of the uh, the plagues and the sicknesses that was brought over here by the European uh, culture or the European people and then on top of it, came over here with a taxation and a um, governmental kingdom, a queen, or royal princess like, uh, that still even exists today, uh, the British Royal uh, Empire, I guess you would call it, and uh, was taxed for the things they took over or they stole or what they captured us over here and, and made a economy out of the cotton and out of the tobacco and out of other resources, the corn and the grain of this country and uh, was, was disillusioned or was, uh, didn't receive or was felt that they was taken advantage of by the taxation of the land that that was given was uh, taking the products and the trades and the what they called the uh, the triangle of trade from slavery to America back to uh, the British uh, trade uh, slips or uh, ships with sugar and and cotton and tea and all these different things that was abundant that was taken out of this land 
And so they was disgruntled about the taxation. So then came about the Revolutionary War and the Constitution that this country was built on. And so with that, there still was a need of the resource of the people. And the most profitable resource was black Americans. Are we considered immigrants? Are we considered Native Americans? Because we didn't migrate or uh, uh, come over here on our own accord. So I don't believe that we would be called immigrants. Uh, so I've heard people say that we're actually uh, Native Americans. We are more American than the people that captured us and brought us over here. Because when we was brought over here, we were stripped from our country. We were stripped from our culture, our, our history, our language, our identity. We wasn't even identified as a people. We was identified as um, free, uh, chattel, uh, chattel, uh, chattel slaves, like animals, like chattel slavery. Uh, we was identified as three-fifths of a human being. We wasn't even identified as humans. We was a, we was uh, like oxen or cattle or herds of people for labor for free uh, to uh, produce their profit. So the European profit. So back again, as I'm saying, this is P-O-E-T Radio, the four-time award-winning Show sponsoring vision, sight, and purpose, speaking truth to power, and developing ideas for change. So what I have just spoken, does this ring truth into your ear? Do you understand it as something that should be considered in our history and what is still in some manner of uh, of control still going on and keeping us as the underclass or the bottom rug of the ladder of of opportunity and justice and ability to prosper or have power within our own culture or within our own race of people in our neighborhoods and our businesses and our economics. Do you still feel that this start of what we came over here started as we first settled, well, not settled, as we first was put on this land, like Malcolm X used to say, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock, Plymouth Rock landed on us. So this rock that landed on us, is it still on top of us? Is it still the weight of oppression that still is something that we are not totally free of is we still have a certain amount of weight of of pain and oppression and lack of liberty and ability to move about with respect and power as we should as a people in this country 
Or is it something we should just look that's in the past, that's over with? We living in a different area of time now. We got successful black people. We got millionaires and billionaires that's black. We got uh we could we could go to the any school we choose. We could uh go inside any hotel we able to uh pay the price for. We don't have to come through the back door no more. We could use any bathroom when it used to be before the civil rights movement. You couldn't use uh uh natural facilities. Look at uh movies like Hidden Colors where we had academic geniuses before black women that knew the math and the technology to put a man on the moon. Uh, we've had inventions that and that we've invented. I helped the Europeans to invent, but we wasn't given the patent. And so it was considered, the patent was considered somebody else's invention and somebody else's uh, or labor, or ingenuity, or knowledge. Uh, we have been in a situation where our culture and our music and our entertainment and our athletic ability has made us stars in one light, but not owner of that uh, medium in another light. Uh, so how much has it changed, or is it really changing as it should? We have politicians now. We've yet had the President of the United States. Uh, but every time it's a promise given to our people after the election, even though we may be the ones who put them in office by the what they so-called say the black vote, never get what's really promised to us or is considered a liberty for all or justice for all with the civil rights movement, but then we never get all the justice and all the liberty. We are marginalized in our neighborhood for bank loans and economic ability to use the economy that is here to uh, advance ourselves. We spend most the consumerism of money to support corporations and powers that we spend our money to that doesn't return to us to support our neighborhoods, our grow businesses for ourselves. What is this? What What is it for us to understand about this? Do we really supposed to be kind of comfortable hugging on the pillow of somewhat of a change? Or should we stand up and take demand of our place in this American society and take dominion and demand what we need to make us strong and be respected and be regarded? as a power within a a a a 
corporate power and a power of classation in wealth that is given more to a few than it is given to the masses. What do we, how do we deal with this um, life that we come to have to accept? I work in a school, I'm a custodian. I see that there's of uh, very many in educated black people in this uh, school system. Most of the teachers are not speaking against the gender, but most of the teachers are female. Uh, men supposed to have a leadership role with guiding the youth and guiding uh, uh, our people. We have a still have a. a, a a respect or a disrespect of power structure when it comes to the man in the home or the man as the leader in the community or the man being more men in the homes or not at home. Either they're incarcerated or unemployed or they're looked at to be strong in ways that are not advantageous to our youth influence and imagery. It's all about uh, gangs and violence and gangster rap and disrespect to the women and disrespect to the men. And this is the musical influence that those who control that media put money behind and economics behind to give us a false hope of this is the way to succeed as a as our as a people but at the same time it's the same thing to not give us respect or to use the same thing that they will allow us to promote or put money behind to promote but then when we speak of anything that is true or uplifting or educational or things about our history or things that we should know, I even think speak of things that are are owned or controlled by other uh, ethnic groups or organizations. Then uh, if it's spoken that's offensive to those groups, races or organizations, then all of a sudden we got to pull the plug on your ability to speak this in a land where it's supposed to be a freedom of speech. Uh, we, even a comedian can't joke about certain groups of people like they were talking about David Chappelle made improper jokes about the LGBTQ community. Now all of a sudden he's in big trouble Big uh, 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 Cannon, he made us said something about the Jewish uh, control and ownership of the media, and he is all of a sudden is speaking. Uh, you offended us. You spoke anti-Semiticism. Uh, you you can't do that. So uh, uh, even our own people. 
We have someone coming in on the line. Again, I'm going to take a patient identification break. P-O-E-T radio, what time of winding, award-winning radio with vision, sight, and purpose, speaking truth to power, and developing ideas for change. So, as I continue to speak on these issues, government listening, what do you think of this, of these things that are, are readily in our face, that we face every day in American society? Why is it such a lack of respect and power in our black communities? Is it something that is our fault, what we're not doing? Is it all, should we all put it on the control factor of the control powers that brought us over here in the first place? What do we have to say about this? Uh, I was talking to um, uh, uh, some people about slavery, and a lot of people say, well, black people, they sent us into slavery when we was over there in Africa. So, and we were slaves over there. And that's true. And I could agree with that. But I said that, well, slavery that we had over there was not the same as the inhumane and degradation and slavery that was brought over here. We wasn't considered non-human. We wasn't, we didn't inherit slavery generation after generation. Slavery was a part of conquest of a land and the service to those who conquest the land, but you still was respected as a human being. And then you could be set free in a biblical aspect after a certain length of time. I was laws that you were supposed to have been set free after a certain length of time, seven years. There's stories about Abraham and his children who wanted certain wives and certain uh, family uh, 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 blessings from other uh, people, and they had to be at service to the fathers to proclaim the wife. So there's thousands of years of different types of slavery 
throughout biblical history and natural history, but I don't recall anything that any slave was considered less than human or was not allowed to stand up or even fight for their own freedom if something was done that was too far and too abusive that uh, there was a time of conquest and change in that in that time we even realized with the story of Moses and the Israelites coming out of Egypt that uh, we always talk about working like a Hebrew slave you know that's the closest thing that I could realize that's biblically said about slavery being uh, beyond really abusive and beyond what it uh, humanly respected the human being but still they was called Hebrews still they was they had their culture still they was identified as a part of who they were but when we came over here uh, we're not identified with anything we're, we're not identified with where we came from we ain't identified when we came over here who we are we ain't identified with nothing that gives us respect we were thought of inferior savages uh, with no intelligence or wisdom other than brute strength and ability to serve the master even if we used our wisdom to serve the master it was considered ownership of the master's wisdom um, is this what is it with us why are we in these situations today with this modern life we're living in today bars television internet information age and all still we have a problem with our education system with bad influences with the youth and violence in our neighborhood and still other cultures and other races who come in our neighborhood and has set up businesses and receive our money that does not go back to us and feel totally comfortable in the highest crime neighborhoods the Koreans the Arabs the Chinese uh, whoever decides to put up a business in that neighborhood they have more of a peaceful moving in and traveling around and moving out and coming in and getting the money and going home than we do even if we do have a business in our own neighborhood seem to get jealous or envy or do harm or, or hurt those black people that have businesses in own neighborhoods so what do we do about this uh, again again this is poet radio Insight and purpose, seeking truth to power, developing ideas to change. So, uh, I'm going to read some things that 
I ran across this book by Amos Nelson, I believe, Amos N. Wilson. It says, at the center of any explanation of the violence in Black America community must exist a detailed description of the conscious and subliminal psychological material means by which hostile white American hegemonic attitudes are violently acted out in African-American interpersonal relationships. Central to set set of solutions to the problems of crime and violence must exist an effective program for control, 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 t- curtailing and rendering ineffective the white American community's ability to practice white supremacy and to continue its domination and, and benevolence or otherwise of African-American community life. So what is this truly saying? Is this saying that their control creates a divide in our relationships and our ability to unify and be strong and at peace with one another? Does their power structure over us promote the crime and violence that exists because of white Americans' ability to practice their white supremacy over us in our community? Is this something that we reach for in our subliminal consciousness or wanting to have in our community and in our ability to be respected and have justice? And whilst whilst not seeing no hope, our ability to have it, we turn against each other. Is that what that's saying? Because we know that we can only go so far and the white man or the European justice, a measure of justice against us or injustice against us holds a ceiling or that we cannot break or get past no matter what position we are in our lives materially, economically, socially, politically, uh, it's certain things that we just can't go by. Is that what that's saying? So the thing is, is if this is the problem, then it must be that we feel hopeless in our ability to come together and be strong with unity and power. That what it is? Because we feel like like a lot of people say you can't fight City Hall, you can't do nothing about the government, you can't come against the Supreme Court like uh, Brian Allen, he tried to come against the Supreme Court with uh, saying that we're not given a fair chance in our liberty 
to have a share in the media and the advertisement of the power structure that we spend our money in and uh in corporate America. I was looking at something about that situation. And uh What I ran across was what Brian Allen came against, which was Comcast and Charter, these big internet and cable companies, uh, NBC Universal, which is uh, what uh, Bill Crosby tried to use his money to take ownership, a part ownership in NBC. And I found out that Comcast annual, and this book was written a little while ago, I think it's before the pandemic, uh, says 2012, we're talking about in 2012, so it's probably most likely more now. The Comcast receives an annual income of $116 billion a year. $116 billion uh, at the top of the measure. Uh, while Disney Company, 29 billion uh, Google 27 billion uh, all these billions of dollars and it goes down through all these companies and the smallest one is 2.6 billion out of 50 different companies that's just in the media. And they say most of the money comes from us. We can't have a piece of the pie. What's the problem with this pie? Now, some people say, well, this country is has a population of near 400 million people, about three and a half million people in this country. And we represent 12 to 14% of that. So you say uh, uh, we could round it off to maybe 44 million is us. Okay, I have a caller on the line. A uh, caller. Before we get into tonight's Q and A, uh, Juna asks, "How can I show Hello, 
who's on the line, state your name and where you're calling from. Uh, uh, phone number 618, I believe it is. Yes, you. Yeah, hello, hello. This is brother. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, Brother Eddie Amos. I'm from Sasha, Missouri. Okay. So was you listening to some of the things I was saying? Yeah. Oh, you just came in on the line. Yeah, I just come in, I guess, about five, about three, four minutes ago. Okay, so the subject we're talking about is black Americans captured to a land of European takeover in an immigrant country. What or are their effects still on black Americans? What's the effects or are there still effects on us as black Americans? Is that a question you're asking me? Yes. Yeah, could you repeat that? Okay. As black Americans, we was captured and brought over here by the European, European Caucasian people, and they took over this land. Now, they call this, land, this country an immigrant country, but we didn't migrate over here. We was captured and brought over here. So actually, I feel that we're Native Americans. We, the, the, the economy, the profit, the blessing, and the power of this land was made off our backs. And some people say, well, slavery is over, and that's in the past. So let's stop looking at that. So, so that's why I asked this question. What or are there still effects on black Americans from how we was brought over here? Is we still affected by how we was brought over here? Absolutely, we we are. We okay, are definitely affected by. Put some light on what you were saying. Well, what I'm saying is, uh, ain't nothing changed. I mean, we can say slavery is over with, but you got to do your homework and look at what's going on in the world today. And uh, I don't see that slavery is over with. They're still lynching up, just not with ropes. Yes. Yep, we're still being lynched. This is Sister Amos talking here, Brother Eddie's wife. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I mean, nothing has changed. You know, they, uh, um, the only thing that they have done that, I mean, they've, they've taken their whips away and, uh, you know, you know, that they're, they're more conniving now than what they were because, uh, back in the day of slavery, you know, they use the whips and, you know, the beat the beat, beat us and, you know, and they, you know, all the different things that they've done to our people, uh, during the slavery, but now, I mean, uh, they have us, un- they still have us under chains, but, you know, and, and now, back then, you know, when uh, the, the, Klu- the Ku Klux Klan was, you know, was was out in the open because they're still here, but now they're, uh, 
Now they're wearing uh, uh, police uniforms and, 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 and black robes, you know, sitting in the courthouse, you know, but they still enslaving uh, our, all of our brothers and stuff uh, by uh, uh, locking them up, you know, uh, for things that they didn't do. Uh, I mean, just the the beatings, you know, all, all the, the the murders and stuff that that uh, that our people, our brothers have suffered under the hand of uh, police brutality, you know. And there's nothing that's never really done about it, you know. That yeah, they they they, they did uh, uh, one of uh, uh, the case with George Floyd, you know. But I think a lot of these little cases that they that they that they allow that. that that's allowed to win, that's just to kind of, you know, sugarcoat it and shut us up a bit. But, you know, there's just still so much going on, and there's just no justice, you know, because, number one, we are still in slavery, and what we have to realize is that, you know, these white people do not look at us as people. They look at us as property. And the property, when you have property, you do what you, you do as you please with your property. Right. I mean, it's just it's just so much. It's so much, you know. So yeah, yes, absolutely. We are definitely still under slavery. And then, yeah, and, so and like, the, go ahead. Down here. Yeah, the, like the, the the thing, I'm listening. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, on brother. Go ahead. I'm gonna listen to you. Go ahead. Then I then then I'll speak. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the number one thing that always enters my mind and why I have this program and was inspired to have this program is because of the degradation of the youth and the false mentality of influence of disrespect with each other in a family and the division of family, which is the root of power and unity, is continued on from that time of slavery when we was not considered nothing but property. But now it's, we're considered nothing but those who are in conflict with one another. And we, we look at the conflict with one another as something to say, well, uh, I have to act out my anger and frustration but since I can't act out my anger and frustration against the powers that put me in it, I acted out within our own neighborhood and with our own people. And with, if I see our own people having some uh, uh, amount of success, I, I'm envious of them like crabs in a barrel. Like, you know, you, you're looking better than me because maybe you're closer to the house of looking more privileged than I am but I'm still out in the neighborhood on the plantation that is cut down by anything that I might do that's disagreeable to an unjust system, but then at the same time, I'm used by that unjust system. And so with, with, with me, it's like, how do we get hold of the, the youth to realize that they're being played, that they're being manipulated by the system that's got a a, 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 a a history and a 
a, a skillfulness of control factors over us that we don't have a, enough insight to see that they're still controlling us. Well, number one, I mean, I think the the, the only way that we're going to, that, that we will be able to reach our brothers and sisters, number one, our brothers and sisters, they, we, we, we've got to first realize who we are, who we are as a people. And once you realize who you are as a people and you find out why you were put in, in the, in the uh, predicament that you're in, then you will begin to understand. But until we know who we are, we don't know who we are. We don't have a clue as to who we are as a people. And, you know, that was a question that I used to ask myself when I was a young teenager. You know, I never could understand, you know, why. Why things are so one-sided. Why is it that we have to struggle for everything and then you look at all these other nations and they have everything but we it, we it, we as a whole have nothing i mean that yeah there are there are the celebrities and stuff that's up there you know that they have money but i'm talking about as a people as a whole you know and mm-hmm. I, that was a question that i used to ask myself when i was young and i used to pray pray and ask the Lord, you know, to, to, to show me. I, You know, I wanted to know the truth I, because it never did make sense to me. It never did make sense to me. And so I, that's what I did. I prayed and I prayed and I asked the Lord to guide me and to lead me into all truth. I wanted to know the truth of the matter. I wanted to know, you know, I wanted to know his word, the truth of his word. Not what not what the a lot of these preachers and stuff get up in church and teach you because you're not being taught there, number one. You're not being taught there. And that's the one of the reasons, you know, our I mean, our young youth, they just they, they have no examples. They have nobody to look up to. You look at look at uh the the sev- the celebrities and, and what and what's out there, what they have to look up to. You know, you get a lot of the the, the parents and stuff, you know, that, that that's not doing what they're supposed to do as far as parents is concerned. Yeah, and, and so are these youth, I mean, they're just lost and they're angry. They're so angry. And they don't have a clue as to why they're angry, you know. Mm-hmm. But as I said, if they were to, if they knew the truth and if they, if they knew who we were as a people and they knew why, we're in the in the situation that that we were in then that's when they will start to understand and not be so angry yeah. because we're ang- yeah we don't we we're angry and we don't even have a clue as to why we're angry i mean yeah we we're angry because i know that a lot of us don't you know we don't have this and we don't have that and uh but uh, but the the point of the matter is is that we we've got to find out why we've got to find out why and then you know and then once once we find out then we can start trying to you know tell our other brothers and sisters you know and and open their eyes and stuff but until we have that awakening as to who we are as a people and find out you know what thus the Lord thus says the Lord and how we are to get out of this situation. We're going to continue to be lost. We're going to continue to be angry, and we're going to continue to hold each other down 
not support each other, like you said, like crabs in a barrel, continuously, continuously, continuously pull each other down because we don't know no better. That all started back in slavery as well when they, when they, uh, uh, you know, put us against one another back back then when they had, you know, certain ones that was in the house and certain ones that was out in the field. It's all a trickle down effect still from slavery. And like I said, we don't have a clue. And now in the schools and stuff, they don't, you know, the, the the kids of this generation, they don't know nothing about no slavery. They never watch movies like Roots and stuff like that. You know, they, they, they don't have a clue. As a matter of fact, they teach them, you know, that, hey, we're all equal. We're all the same and da-da-da-da this, you know, and you have a few white friends and, you know, it's it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But like I said, it's 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 not going to be right until we get it right and we learn who we are. We are Israel and find out why we're in the situation that we're in and turn back to our God. And then, and only then, will things change. Uh, that's interesting. You you mentioned that we are Israel. Because I have uh, the one who sponsors me and supports my program is uh, DeAndre, uh, who is better known as Black Ice. And uh, he... Uh, you know, goes to the Israel God Church. And uh, the reason why I have this program and uh, I was reaching out with this sort of media is because uh, the thing is, is if you want to keep a segregation and oppression on a people, you have to keep the attack going on the youth. Because everything deals with time and season. If we as elders are able to reach the minds of the youth, but not able to cultivate a knowledge in them in time for them to wake up and use their energy and their livelihood to perpetuate a new movement, then that movement is stale, stalemated. And if we really look at recent history, look at the civil rights movement, the civil rights movement and the things that we have accomplished with somewhat of justice and liberty that we have since that time was due to youthful people. You know, we look at Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, the Black Panther movement, uh, Marcus Garvey, uh, uh, Mecca Evers, Ida B. Wells, all these people that stood up for justice and fought and gave their life and, and lost family, friends, and, 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 and limb for standing up against the, the terrorism of, of a white America when they didn't want to accept the loss of our chattel slavery and our physical slavery, but in giving us a, 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 a chance out of that, they were scared of us progressing the, the bombing of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's always to stalemate the youth. And that's, the, that's what the problem is. The, the educational system, as of the book of, that they said, The Miseducation of the Negro, by uh, I think his name is uh, 
uh, uh, uh, I forgot his name, the one who wrote that book. But anyway, uh, it's a different knowledge and a different education we must be given to come out of what we are lost in and not awakened in. And uh, in my mentorship program, I have five questions that I present to the youth that they must ask themselves. Who am I? Where am I from? Why am I here? What can I do? And where am I going? If you don't ask yourself those things, you have no direction. If you don't know who you are, you don't know you can't get into your potential of of uh, of your purpose of of what you can do, and you definitely don't know how to reach for your destiny. So it all starts with identifying and knowing oneself and who you are, you know, and things that I think, you know, are basically uh, well versed or said in this information age we're in needs to be brought into the school environment. Uh, I have tried to speak to classrooms in the school environment, and it's it's a shame that any time you speak of something to strengthen or give a consciousness of uplift our culture or uplift our people, the, uh, the school system or the white controlling of that system says, are you speaking rebelliously? Are you you're being a black nationalist? Or this is yeah. offensive. Or you're being a liberate. You're being a liber. You know. Is is why they can speak about their things, but we can't speak about our situation, problems, and what we need to know to get out of it. Sure. Yeah, but this, you know, with that being said, this this school system was not set up for our was not set up for our for our children. This school system is set up for the for the white for the Gentiles for the white people. You know, that's what right. it's set up for, and that's why. You know that's that's why you don't have no say. You know, every everything is run by the Gentiles. You know, that's why you don't have no say in nothing. You know, you have no say in nothing. And um, you know, so when you said when whenever you you said you actually actually use um, three questions, you ask them. You know, where they what where are they from? Who are they? And what was the other question you say you asked? Uh, what can what can they do and where are they going? So have 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 no. any of them asked? Have has any of the youth answered your questions yet? Uh, most of the time by me presented, you know, they kind of know I'm coming with uh, that direction. So they might say, you know, uh. You know, I'm an African-American, I'm black, or I'm, a, a, you know, a melodated, a blessed person, or, you know, but they really don't identify with why they are are really the foundation of the world and all civilization of the world came from us. We are the first ones that had civilization. We are the first ones that wrote laws. We are the we are the 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 people of what the media and what the uh, television glorifies in biblical history 
showing white faces that wasn't mm-hmm. white. Moses wasn't white. Jesus wasn't white. And even if you read the Bible with any common sense and you listen to the names, uh, Meshach, Abednego, uh, I don't even believe David is the true name of David. And Moses might be the name of Moses. But the the culture of the names in the Bible is when they speak of the books, it seems like it's Europeanized. It's not really speaking of the actual names of the, like even with Jesus, Jesus' name. You know, I can accept the name Jesus because of the English language, but we know that the original name of Jesus wasn't Jesus. It's, and it, everything that was originated in the original Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic language doesn't speak European uh-huh. language. It speaks black language. It speaks our African cultural language. Even the beginning of the Bible, it starts in Egypt, you know, the the first, the man and woman. So it's not, it's kind of like understood in certain aspects, but it's overlooked of that true identity we have in there. So if you deceive the spirit, you could deceive the soul, right? Yes, one. I said, if you could deceive, if you could deceive the spirit of a person, you could deceive the soul of the person. Well, you can deceive a person regardless. I mean, the the, the Bible tells you that uh, mm-hmm. the Bible tells us that 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 we're going to be deceived. And I mean, that was one of the things that Jesus said. That he spoke of when he was talking to his disciples, uh, when his disciples asked him, you know, what should the end of be, what should the end of the world be, and and what is the sign of that coming? And the first thing he said to them before he answered those que- those questions was, "Take heed that no man deceives you," and because right. I mean the whole world, the wor- whole world has been deceived. So, I mean, that that's the, that's the whole thing, you know. If you don't again. You know, if you don't understand and know who you are as a people, and you don't even you you don't really even know to what extent that you have been deceived. Right. I mean, the, your 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 whole your whole history has been taken from you. You've taken we've taken on the culture, the culture of of, of the Europeans. Our whole yep. cu- culture and 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 uh, nationality and everything. Was was taken from us, so that's why I said living you, on our identity self. Yeah, you know we don't have any idea, and like I said, that's the first, that's the first thing to fixing the problem is is, is 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 teaching the people who they are, and showing them what does to set the Lord and how they can get out of it, because you're not going to get out of it unless the Lord brings you out of it, point blank. You're not going to get out. Okay, of so it. not. Okay, so not. You, uh, I, I, I strongly believe in what you're saying, but then, okay, we got this uh, corporate power and this governmental rule that comes to say separation of church and state, because you know uh, the opinions of people and how they believe and what they receive as truth is uh, delegated. Are in the, in, in the way most of the young people say uh, it's tweaked. You know, you, know, you, you tweaking. Are you 
you tweaking my words are you uh you know you you're giving me a, a hard time with what i'm trying to say uh you're twisting what i'm i'm saying and uh oh uh, you're not trying to hear my opinion or we're we're having confusion here so the thing the thing that gets me with that is like how i believe they even got a conflict I'm kind of going to the natural from the spirit. They got a conflict with this black lady who came out with this this book. Uh, and I got the book because of the purpose of what I'm trying to do. Uh, critical race theory. Now, the critical race theory deals with expressing the consequences of racism in America in a theoretical play that is put on the division of black people, even between the blacks and the whites. And the thing that, that's the, the cause of uprising because she brought this book out is because just like we was talking in the beginning that we came here under slavery and we've been, uh, been abused and neglected and, 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 and uh, 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 oppressed from the time we landed here till now that these uh, white people or Caucasians that's opposing this literature being put in the schools is because they feel that the white people that had no part of that time, but they inherited the privilege of that time will feel guilty, mm-hmm. that the young people yeah. will, will, will feel guilty about it. Have y'all heard about that on the news? Yes. Yeah. So, but I believe truth, like the Bible says, truth shall set you free. And it says in the Bible, it says, a child shall lead them. And I believe the innocence of a child learning the truth would not just make them guilty, will make them more humane to, hey, we need to change what's happening in this America to be what it really should be as a people in America, both black and white. True. And they and they're afraid of that. They're afraid they they're afraid of the youth rising up with truth, regardless of what color they is, because truth sets right. you free. And first, the first thing you have to understand is where the lies coming from. I got a, a statement in my uh, mentorship program. Uh, it says that you can't you cannot be set free from the truth, by the truth, and let you know where the lies coming from. You first got to know where the lies coming from to be set for, set free for, by the truth. That's true. No. That is true. So uh, most of the time I would, you know, I, most of the time when I have these uh, conversations, uh, on this talk show every first and third Wednesday of the month, uh, uh, is I be trying to reach out to several people to come on the line. And uh, here lately, I'm glad y'all came on the line. Uh, who is this now? Who's who's these two people that came on the line? This is uh, Eddie and Patricia Amos. Oh, Eddie and Patricia. Oh, okay. Well, how's the all the way from Missouri? Praise the Lord. So, uh, mm-hmm. 
The thing is, Joy uh, Ellison. Most of the, uh, Joy Ellison, you've been listening. That's my daughter. You've been listening? Daughter? Yeah, I was a little late, but I've been listening. Angel Pace on here. Uh, Angel Pace, you on the line too? What? Angel Pace, uh, state your name. Angel. Oh, she was on here. I guess she left. Oh, okay. So anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, uh, it's 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 been a blessing that y'all count that y'all's on the line and uh, uh, with me having these conversations. I was, I was, I'm not gonna sound stuck, but um, it's, it's I've been on speaking about our condition in America, Black Americans in this American society at this time, and it seems like I go over the same subject, and it's more to be expounded on and spoken about, uh, in this uh understanding of what we need to get out of by awareness. Uh, the, I spoke to this principal today and uh, told him about my mentorship program. And, you know, she was moving around in the school and, you know, I, sometimes I have to make a short story or parable to make a, 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 a punchline or make a, a, a point. And one thing that we must understand if we don't bring our youth or people to awareness of where what's really controlling their environment, they have no way of navigating a positive way through it. And what I used was that if you are not aware of a bat being swung at your head, you're going to get hit in the head. But if you're aware of something coming at you, you're a duck. But if you're not aware of it, you're going to get hit in the head. So that's the whole problem. Most of our youth are not aware of what's coming at them and what is put upon them to lead them or manipulate them into the trap that the powers that be control. You know, and they've and they, they put it in, in flat in their face. One of the things that they say is one of three pe one of three black youth, mostly male youth, is gonna go into the prison pipeline. Uh, since the 1970s till now, it's increased from 300,000 to two million, which is close to the same amount of uh, black people that was enslaved before the Civil War. Yeah, maybe it was more population back then than it is now, but it's something to like really why is we're being incarcerated to a new slavery with a 13th amendment that we can only be free except we are uh, labeled as a criminal and the criminal law is leaning towards us being the criminal why whatever criminal act the one who wrote the law does could get away with it scot-free no matter how detrimental or how much it costs. You know, one thing I spoke on the last show is that uh, the one who did the illegal uh, prime time lending and caused 250 million black homes to be lost, and as one of them was mine, was 
became a billionaire, walked away with $3 billion and bought the second most expensive home in the United States of America. He's dead now, but he didn't spend not one day in jail. So who's the great criminal? The one who get caught or innocently accused of stealing something out the store or the one who steals millions and billions of dollars of homes and loans from people and don't go nowhere. So yeah, so we got to understand these things. And I appreciate y'all coming on the line. And uh, I, uh, I believe Nita gave y'all the information to get on the line. So she give me your numbers and uh, text them to me. I'll, my next show will be, uh, when's the next, the first month? You just kicked off. Hmm. I was tired of listening to him anyway. Oh. I was tired of listening to him anyway. Come on there. Hmm.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.